Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome back to It's Always Us with me, James Regal, and me, Jamie McDonald. Hey, it's been a kind of crazy week this week, James, huh? Yeah, what's happened? Football has just... It's, it's, it's had a mare, hasn't it? It's, it's, it's gone crazy. It has. It has. Um, we've had... Well, <laughs> from a Spurs perspective, it's been particularly amazing since mm. last time we spoke. Uh, I think Thursday we were bantered off by a dog on Twitter. Yeah, uh, love that. The deluxe uh, the deluxe dog. Brilliant. Yeah, then I think Saturday, or f- no, Friday, we threw away another lead. Um, and then by Sunday, we were in some kind of Super League scenario. Mm. Um, Monday might have been that we sacked Mourinho. Uh, and by Tuesday, we were out of the Super League. So yeah, so not much to talk about really this week, is there? James? No, no, absolutely not, <laughs> absolutely not. No, we, we actually we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about Super League at the start of the show today because I, I feel like it's it's an elephant in the room, isn't yeah. it? Um, if you're bored of all that chat and you just want to get on with with the show today, then feel free to skip on a few minutes. Uh, we won't be upset, mostly because we won't see you doing it because yeah. that would be weird. It would. Um, but before we get into that, I just want to thank the our sponsors, the Natural Barber Company for sponsoring the show um so fed up with stinging eyes from melting hair wax while playing on stage former musician joe mallory skinner thought enough is enough and decided to create a natural hair styling product that is sustainable and actually works jamie nice from creating dozens of prototypes in his kitchen to testing out his products on his friends and in local markets in april 2019 the natural barber company was born and i can tell you what jamie this stuff it's the shit okay but don't just take my word from it, Jamie. Take the word of GQ magazine, ES magazine, The Times, and all places like that that have all given it their thumbs up. And it's great because it's good, it's good for the environment. It's good for you, and it's good for the environment. You're, there's no parabens in it, no synthetic fragrances at all. But they work just as well, if not better, than traditional hairstyling products. Barbers and professional hairstylists trust the natural barber company to keep their clients' hair in place whilst caring for their scalp and skin. Even pro footballers like Gareth Bale. Hey, he scored the other week. He did. <laughs> Love Gareth Bale. He calls the Natural Barber Company his go-to hair product. And with their mission, do no harm, leave no trace, and venture on, this is the perfect brand to be supporting our show. Cool. Thanks again, sponsors. So if uh, you guys want to make your barnet look nice, the summer's coming up. It it's is. time to emerge from lockdown. People are out in bars now. You're mm-hmm. only going out with crappy looking hair that's nah. all greasy and horrible use our promo code always us at checkout on naturalbarber.co and you will get four quid off your order nice oh Jamie. okay let's do it let's get into it there's a lot we've got we've, we've been discussing a lot of stuff you know off air but now is, is a time I, I i'll open the floor up to you james what is your thoughts on the Super League and, you know, Scummy Spurs joining the Super League and then subsequently leaving the Super League? Well, I think I think uh, the same as most 
fans across the country and across Europe, it was just it's just a terrible idea, isn't it? It was, but, mm-hmm. but it's not so much the idea of it. It's, it's the way in which they, they just sort of released this statement in the middle of the night. I think you made the point. Was it you made the point that it's sort of American trading hours yeah. because a lot of them are US owners and it's, it's JP Morgan backing it. Um, and look, you know, it's it's been a week and they've already canned it. Although old Florentino Perez is He's still, not giving up, is he? He's not giving up. It's, it's someone, I think I saw on Twitter someone say he's like that guy when you've all been out the night before in a heavy session. He's yeah. there the next morning. Kind Come of, on, lads, yeah. let's go again. Yeah. There's no Florentino. We're, no, we're not interested. No, no. I mean, and for once, you know, it's something that me as Spurs fan, you as an Arsenal fan can share in yeah, the show. Yeah, we've, so. we've put aside our differences, haven't we, James, in, in order to share our hatred of the idea of a European Super League. We have. I want to know how you feel because we've not, those two clubs haven't come out well because everyone's going, why, why are Spurs and Arsenal in this? Which, mm. in a way, I, I get the Spurs thing. You, you know, we, we're a rich club, but we're perennial underachievers. Arsenal have always been, you know, they've won trophies. They've, 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 they've been a huge club. Mm. But now everyone's sort of saying, well, why are Arsenal in this? How does that make, you feel well i uh, this idea that we're somehow not a big club is just utter nonsense i think if you've got a, a billionaire owner and you've got success behind you you're you're a big club and obviously the decline of arsenal over the last few years probably since you know sort of last few years of anger and stuff has been very apparent and it's since you know Cronky's investment and they they released a statement uh saying that uh you know they just they it was fear of missing out which i think is complete nonsense because you know I think our owner specifically was a main driving force behind this, as well as the Glazers at Man United. Because he's basically, if you look at any of his business ventures, this is the kind of thing he likes. He's mediocrity, but then, you know, see if I can get a cash cow somehow, you know, make some more money out of out of, my, out of the club. So, no, cronky out. I think where they've gone wrong, and I, I agree with you there completely, and, and you know, Spurs haven't even actually apologised. Like I thought, I saw the Arsenal statement; they did actually say we apologise. Spurs were more like, "We're sorry if you feel upset." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was Daniel Levy's approach. Hmm. Um, I actually, I look, if he hadn't have gone in with it, like, he has to do that. That's his job: is to deliver money for the investors we've got a big debt on the stadium mm. if he had just flat out said no there's the danger of being left behind for good so i understand why he would have done it but the whole thing's a mess and as someone who who works in pr and communications yeah like what the hell were they thinking yeah so if you, look they were trying to position themselves as we're the saviors of football and uefa mm-hmm. bad fifa bad and i think most people agree that uefa from fifa are not brilliant institutions no. they suck a lot of money out the game corrupt as shit inherit well allegedly inherently corrupt uh, lawyers mm-hmm. um so i get that but but then you know so you start a communications campaign you know you you, you message to the fans why it's important that we wrestle the game back from uefa you explain mm. to them you know that that's something that needs to be done over time and what they've tried to do is keep this all very very secret because you know for obvious reasons mm. and then just throw out this kind of well it's done there's a statement and, and then not expect people to, to backlash against that. I just, I, I cannot fathom. I've sat in meetings where you've had to make statements like that and you've had to pour over every word and spend yeah, hours yeah. deciding. And for them to just throw that out there, it, what I feel like is they maybe had some PR consultants on board, but you've got a lot of very rich, powerful men mm-hmm. that have basically, they've, they're the ones making the decision and they've just told the, whoever the poor bastard person yeah. PR is, okay, no, this is what you have to say you go and deliver it because mm-hmm. I've, I've had CEOs like that 
right. where you try to advise them. You say, no, this is good. This is not good. It's bad for the reputation. Yeah. But they're like, I don't care. It makes financial sense. We're going to do it. Mm. I feel like that's what's happened. And I know, I look, before we move on, um, Jamie, I know you're gagging to ask me about something else that happened. The uh, the firing of, mm-hmm. of Jose. Uh-huh. Jose Mourinho, as <laughs> he likes to be called. <laughs> that's the nicest I think you've ever said his name. Mm. You know? Look, I was, I was, I've never liked him. But when he came, I was like... When you were top of the league, you were Billy Big Balls. Uh, it, it, the, bringing him in it made a lot of sense at the time. It, we were all under the impression we had this great squad. It just needed that guy to come in, just to go, come on, guys, and, and get us to win. I think we all expected it would end this way. Mm. I think, <laughs> well, I say it was unexpected. Being a Spurs fan, it's coming back to the show again. It's, it's so Spursy. It's always us that we get the full Mourinho meltdown and none of the trophies. Mm. And I think we joked about that at the time, yeah, yeah. That how that could be a thing. And that's how it's come to pass. And not only that, but the fact that he's sacked the week before a the guy, Yeah, the guy who's <laughs> brought in to win trophies is sacked before the you know the, the opportunity to win a trophy. I will not have anyone come on this show and tell me that their club is more ridiculous and cursed <laughs> and it's always us than Tottenham. I'm sorry. I, we've come close with a couple. I think Everton was close. I think QPR was close. But but you can't tell me that hiring the winningest, winningest manager mm-hmm. in football Mr. Trophies. to come into your club and not win anything... <laughs> Only club. This is the only club he's not won anything at. The only, and it was the whole season. We're like that. It was like, and of course, Mourinho has never lost a game to David Moyes and his entire. <laughs> oh look, we just lost. You know, and it was like it was a whole managerial career of those. I could, yeah. I could, you know, I, I could go on and on about how. Oh, he's never conceded a goal in the. Oh, there it goes. You know, yeah. it's just like it was. It was constant. It was absolutely constant. And um, look, I'm, 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 I'm glad he's gone because of what it became. Um, I'm not glad he's gone because. I wanted it to work. I really wanted it to work. Yeah. And it didn't. So now, if I mean, it's lovely that we've got Ryan Mason, 29, great story, you know, from coming through Spurs youth, almost don't have died. To pay, don't have to pay him a shitload of money. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it's being positioned as this brilliant sort of hero's return. But if you'd have told mm. me at the start of the season that we'd end with eight games to go with a 29-year-old novice manager on the bench and we're somewhere kind of sixth, seventh in the league, that would have, it's an unmitigated disaster, no matter how the club tries to dress yeah. it up. No disrespect to Ryan Mason, lovely bloke. I hope he does well. But uh, Levy, I said when Levy hired Mourinho, if this doesn't work, he has to step away. It and the Super League stuff has compounded that. But I think he's yeah. he's got to step away from the at least from the football decision making stuff. Go, you know, do do the the finances, the money, the things he's good at. But please, just stop trying to make football decisions because you just don't know what you're doing. Mm. So yeah, uh, I guess we should now transition smoothly on to talking about the the episode, James. Who have we got on this week? <laughs> We've got on this week West Brom, Jamie. Ooh, the baggies. The baggies, boing boing baggies, with Karen Bailey, uh, a, a, another British comedian, and I'm proud to say, Jamie, our first female guest. And yes. How long has it taken us, James? <sighs> a year, but I've been trying. It's, you sure? Yes. Honestly, Promise. yes. I've I contacted a number of female fans on Twitter. Uh, and through the network, and somehow I couldn't convince them to join. But um, but Karen, we've had waiting in the wings for a while. She's super funny. She's got very sort of dry, mm. slightly down look on West Brom, but she loves them. She's been going since she was a nipper. Yeah. And um, I think we had a lot of fun with her. We did. I mean, it's slightly controversial because you, you do sort of, you know, 
You you put your state your colours to the mast when you know how you feel Spurs against uh, against West Brom. I do, but uh, I don't want to spoil anything. But yeah, <laughs> In- Karen's welcome back anytime. <laughs> she is. Hopefully, I didn't insult you too much, Karen. But uh, why don't we get into it? So it's always us with West Brom and Karen Bailey. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome, Karen, to It's Always Us. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. So How are we you? Just, are we, we well? Are we well, Jamie? <laughs> uh, I think so. I think so. It's been a bit of a bit of a crazy time this week, huh? It is. Yeah, it's, it's well, the death of football as we know it very nearly. Mm-hmm. But Spurs won tonight, so, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Not ideal. <laughs> Rubbing your nose is in it. Yeah. 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 I mean, Karen, we were just talking before we started recording, but you know, why don't we just go straight into it? Karen, you know, as a, as a West Brom fan, being mm-hmm. one of the, uh, the not sort of self-appointed super duperist super teams in, in Europe, how did the news go down with you when it broke on Sunday night? Um, well, I th- there was a lot of... I personally would be quite happy if they all just cleared off because I just said go on take your take your ball off you go play at your own end kind of thing um but then the more you think about it I mean it was like for fans playing the same teams over again with no repercussions I used to be a teacher and um I did I was working as um doing supply at a school one day and they had a non-competitive sports day and it was the most pointless activity I have ever seen in my life. Lots of children all going around going, yeah, I've done that. You know, it was just no fun. And then just the thought. But then actually, because I do support a team, which is not one of the big teams, I actually then thought sort of quite maliciously, it had to be quite funny <laughs> just seeing all these like Uber fans like arguing about who's the best and like, you know, oh, 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 yeah, no, it doesn't really matter, does it? So it was quite a pointless exercise. Am I allowed to swear on here? You by the can way? swear. Fucking go for it. I'm going to fucking go because I actually think, right, that they should have, um, like, from wankers to least wankers. So the ones that pulled out first are the least wankers. So mm. I think, was it Chelsea that went first and then Man City? Yeah. Well, that's a competition actually... Arsenal could win, Jamie. Biggest wankers. <laughs> I can't see any way past Spurs, let's be honest. Um. I think actually Spurs and, and Arsenal were probably the last, but then they were the, probably the ones just clinging on with a bit of hope, weren't they, yeah. really? Bless them. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even apologise. No. We're, yeah, we're sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> Arsenal, <laughs> at least Arsenal actually said the words, we apologise. Tottenham did not. Oh, did they? Uh, well, yeah. Spurs have not then, have they? Okay. No, there's just some stuff about we were trying to do what was right for the club and blah, blah, blah. Look, I mean, I, I don't know a single Spurs fan that thought it was a nice, good idea at all. Everyone was pretty horrendous. And I think what's what's been lovely is how actually all those fans have come together for once united against this one thing um you know and hopefully we can do that against other things as well like racism or just ticket prices or Mm. you know i don't hold up too much hope but yeah i think they made they made a big error of judgment didn't they yeah and it and it and it sort of seemed to just come out of the blue didn't it one moment it was just you know business as normal and the next thing this super super league but what what it's all very weird. 
very mm. weird. But yeah, as I said, it was nice to see fans come together. And so, it's a shame it wasn't over something more serious. Yes, indeed. So, but anyway. Indeed. And so, I mean, you mentioned just now you, you teach. So you're a teacher by trade, is that right? But also no, a stunt. Yeah, no, I'm a comedian. Yeah. I used to be a teacher. Um, had to do a bit of teaching since lockdown because comedy is sort of non-existent at the moment. But hopefully we'll get back into more sort of comedy and writing as soon as it all kicks back off again. So, yeah, fingers crossed. And before lockdown, were you sort of touring around the UK a lot or mostly based in Birmingham? All over the UK. Yeah, all over. Um, been abroad as well doing it. So, yeah. Um, in fact, I've just come back from Dubai and then we went into lockdown. So that was my last sort of big comedy sort of thing. And then, yeah, into locked up on my little narrow boat, quite literally getting cabin fever. <laughs> so yeah, we, we can we can see the, <laughs> the boat decor by it looks quite cozy actually jamie no, mate, you bet. no i'm getting seasick just just looking at it to be honest karen <laughs> it's uh, a I'm canal sorry. oh yeah <laughs> even even canal. worse um, <laughs> jamie's very sensitive absolutely he's very yeah well so yeah. i mean karen as we've established you're, you're a baggies fan um back in the premier league this season big sam at the helm How's the season been for you as we get towards the end of it? Well, you said back into the Premiership. Can I just say back out of the Premiership this season <laughs> as well? You don't think they're going to survive? He's not going to pull it off? No, no, we're not going to survive. And I'm an angry Baggies fan because uh, I can't stand Fat Sam. Um, when Slavin went, I was appalled at the way he was treated. Um, and I was embarrassed to be an Albion fan, to be honest. I and some I'm on I'm on a forum on Facebook. Comedians who want to talk about football away from pricks. Uh, well, there there are quite a few pricks on there. Um, and I went on there and just said, "That's it. I don't care if we lose." And then people like going, "Oh, you're not a proper football fan." this. But we've literally had we've had top trumps of shit managers. So we've had uh, Tony Pulis. We've had Alan Pardew. We've literally had, if you had a, a card game where you're playing happy families, you called it shit football man manager families. We've collected the whole set. Jose's available. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. You know what though? I would, um, I wouldn't mind because where I, when I, when I go to the football, where I sit is normally behind where the managers are and I couldn't wouldn't mind just staring at his ass just for a few matches. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean when we had what's his name? When we had Big Dave managing us, Darren Moore, oh God, he's buttocks. Jesus. And they used to <laughs> kneel down when we were close to scoring a goal. Me and my there's a friend behind me and we used to be just like the, the women were just I don't know, I'm not normally like that, but I was like, oh yes, thank you. So and now you got you got Big Sam. That's <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. So I bet you're almost uh, no. glad to be away from it, Karen, right? The sexy walrus oh. man. Oh. I just don't like him. I just, um, and I mean, you know what? Yeah, we played really well against Chelsea and we played really well against Southampton. But it's too little too late. And everybody, all of a sudden, Alvin fans are going, oh, he's going to save us, he's going to save us. No, we've had about um, five or six games where we were absolutely thrashed. But I still think that Sam will walk. I think he won't want his relegation record. He'll find some excuse. I know he's only got a few games left. But he's turned up. He's been promised 1.5 million if he keeps us up. Plus, he's a, he's a Wolves fan. I mean, 
just but, but what is it what is it you know is it his style of football is it him as a person like what why do you hate um, big sam so much first and foremost it's his style of football i think his style of football is you know the whole dinosaur hoof at the pitch but saying that we didn't play like that on against chelsea um i mean i think if slavin bilic had had the support that sam's had we would have had a chance i mean and and this is what i think is so awful because we've drawn um we're drawn away with Man City. And so you can imagine everybody's like really excited on the coach. And then Slavin Bilic finds out he's been sacked because it's been leaked to the press. So he's sat on a coach coming home with a team that are probably really buoyant, feeling great. And then all the players are looking at their Twitter accounts thinking, oh my God, the, the gaffer's gone. I just thought it was appalling. And then... I mean, he released a statement which was the most um, respectful statement saying, you know, I love the Albion, I wish them all the best. He was just an absolute gentleman. And then we get, you know, corrupt Sam. Yeah. Sort of, so I, you know. Karen, so I'm just going to stop quickly. I'm getting like a sound that sounds like a kind of... Snoring, maybe? It sounds like snoring or breathing or... Oh, you know what it is? I'm going to show you this. I saw <laughs> yeah, we're getting. I mean, I, I'm Bertie, just people, people are going to think it's you or you. Come on, darling. No, you go up that way. That's hilarious. On, <laughs> Even our flatmates. Laugh. I didn't know. You know what? I'm so used to him snoring. Uh -huh. I just don't notice it. Yeah, I was like, is that the water hitting yeah. the boat outside? <laughs> and it's just like, no, there's someone else in there. Mm -hmm. It was a dog. All yeah. Right. Well, we can, we can, I'll keep, maybe... I'll keep letting him awake. I was going to edit that out, but that's actually too yeah, funny. I might just leave that in. Uh, <laughs> it sounded like Big Sam yeah. breathing. <laughs> that would be so funny if I just pulled the camera around and he was lying next to me, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm right here, I've, got, I've got Sam Allardyce in bed. Yeah. <laughs> God, how, what a lucky woman you'd be. Um, yeah, wow. Oh, and I mean, so they sacked they sack Slav. What what's the ownership situation there? Are you guys generally behind your owners, or do you hate them like hate every them. other football club? We we are we are. Um, there's always been a thing going. We had Jeremy Peace, who was a bit of a corrupt so and so, and um, he he sold the club to uh, China. We've got Chinese owners, but we've probably got the only Chinese owners that have made no investment whatsoever. And we've got his name's Lai, and we all call him Lai Lo because nobody ever sees him. <laughs> nice. Um, he, um, yeah, no investment. Um, and the guy actually, when he does, comes tiny. And he's, he's like a little schoolboy. You can just about see his chin above the, <laughs> above the balustrade where he sits. It's just, you almost feel like you want to put a cushion underneath him so he can actually see. But they just, they don't, they haven't put any investment in. They, they, um, they want to sell the club, but they want to sell it for like 200 million. There's no way they're going to get 200 million for Albion. They'll be lucky if they get 50 million. But that's, and so that's the thing. It's like, they just, they want us to stay in the premiership just so they can sell us. So um, you're more valuable. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, most Albion fans just want them gone. We've, we haven't had a supportive board for ages. And then we've got uh, 
Luke Dowling, is it? The technical director who is rubbish. And he's the main one behind uh, Billich getting sacked. He's the one that makes the decisions and then blames it all on the manager if it doesn't go right. So, but yeah. And when difficult you, times at the Albion. When, when did you start supporting them? Uh, all my family do. I went to my first match, I think it was about three. I remember sitting on my dad's shoulders. And then my granddad was an Albion fan. Because my dad, my, da- my granddad, uh, and my dad are from West Brom. So, and I remember the 70s as well. I remember the, the big games we had, you know, the... Um, I mean, at one point we had over five players that played for England. We had like Regis, um, Remy Moses, Brian Robson, Laurie Cunningham. I mean, they, these were like proper. And there was, there was one match that I've got on, um, one of my favourite matches I've got on DVD is they call it the Battle, was it the Battle of Christmas or something? Oh no, um, Five Nights of Christmas or something. Anyway, and it was West Brom against Man United. And Brian Clough said it was his favourite game ever. I think it was 1978, I think. And West Brom beat Man United 5-3. And if you ever get the chance to watch it, it's so, even as a neutral, it's an amazing game. Because it's the, the pitch is just like a quagmire. It's snowing really, really heavily. And they're just whacking the ball. I mean, the, the, it, both goalies, like, save 10 goals. It is just the most amazing game to watch. But I'll So to, that's I'll my... YouTube, that, that Definitely. sounds pretty good. Yeah. Doesn't sound yeah. like, like West Brom of present day. 5 <laughs> <No>, 3 <laughs> against Chelsea this season, James. Don't knock them. All right, I no, have yeah, to, fair, point. fair point. I have to say, when I did get all my... Uh, during lockdown, I got all my DVDs out and started watching them just to cheer myself up a bit. <laughs> like, the old ones, obviously. Not the... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you know the theme of the show, so I think we'll we'll get into that. We've asked you to to talk about the bad times, which sounds like it's not going to be too difficult from your point of view. <laughs> um, to to how long is how long is this podcast? How long is it? Well, we try and keep it. We try and keep it to just under an hour, but yeah. you know, maybe we'll yeah. do a, a part two if you don't feel like you really covered it. Yeah. Um, but you know, you it's your turn, your time, even to to convince us why. West Brom have it the worst and why you're the most hard done by club in all of England. You've got <laughs> so I also have an animal attacking attacking the, the podcast situation right now. Right. Go away, cat, yeah. please. So um so why don't we start with your your first one? Um right. I'm going to um I've got a few actually. Well, no, I'll start with I'll start with one which um reminds me really of my dad. Um my um i used to i got into football because i'm actually i'm just gonna wake my dog up again i my dad um had a stroke uh that's uh, anyway um and he two stories actually when i went to the hospital it was quite a major stroke and they said he probably won't understand what you're saying so then he'll just agree with you just to make you feel better about it and we were like, okay. And that particular day I got there and I said, oh, dad, West Brom won. And, and he just put his thumbs up and smiled. And the nurse said, I was just agreeing with you. And then I said, oh, and Aston Villa lost. And he just went, oh, brilliant. Like that. So I thought, yeah, no, he understands. So I used to get the, um, I used to take my computer and I would screen the matches. We'd watch them together. 
and we were watching um we were playing Chelsea and it was really exciting because my dad he couldn't really speak very clearly and he was like sort of mumbling all the way through the match but you could see he was enjoying it and we were winning one nil it was yeah one nil and um it would have been it's when Jose Mourinho was the manager at Chelsea uh and it's at Stamford Bridge and if we'd won it would have been the first time Jose Mourinho would have lost at Stamford Bridge so it was really exciting of course you know I was like holding my dad's hand going oh dad dad you know we've only got a minute to go a minute to go a minute to go and then Ramirez did the most ridiculous dive I mean it was beyond dive um I mean Tom Daly would have put it in his top 10 dives it was (laughs) spectacular 94th minute right and they give a penalty and my dad who's Enchantering all the way through, not couldn't really understand what he was saying. It was just, and they just clear as a bell went, fucking cheats. <laughs> <laughs> and my mum went, Donald, I heard that. And I went, that's the first. Oh, I was pissing myself laughing, but then was frustrated because we lost. Not lost, we drew. But it was just so exciting being with my dad and holding his hand, and you could see it was like he was really into it. So. Yeah, that's that's probably one of my first ones. And also as well, because it was Jose Mourinho and it would have been brilliant. Because we do, uh, West Brom are quite good at doing things like that. They would have been the first team Jose Mourinho lost to. It's also like when we played Man United and it was Ferguson's last game. And it was yeah. at the Hawthorns and we were losing like 5-1 and we drew 5-5. So we, we have like times where it all goes tits up. But every now and again, we do something and you go... Oh yeah, that's why I support you. <laughs> so that's that's one of the that's my first one. Yeah, I mean, in a way, you know, player diving to win a pen in the big game is just, I mean, that's a, that's a I'm classic. But do you feel like if you would you have had that moment with your dad? Do you think if you'd just gone on to win one nil, like you, is there a way that well, you're grateful almost for that? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, but it, yeah, but it was so exciting just seeing his little face. It, it was very funny when he. Just, but it was as clear as the bell and I just thought I wish the nurses could have been there <laughs> um <laughs> fucking chicks yeah bless him um but yeah I, I I think as well though I think like talking about you it's always us right everybody's complaining about VAR at the moment okay now talk about the offside you know controversy 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 and then we play Southampton and like you look at all these teams complaining, oh, it was half a centimetre offside or it was a fingertip offside. We play Southampton. They gave offside to the wrong player. The wrong player, the right player was stood onside. His feet are obviously onside. But VAR, they thought it was the other player. And all the pundits were like going, what the, you know, <laughs> were drawing all the lines going, got the wrong player. I don't remember. So when was it? Was that this season? Last season? That was last Monday. Was that, was at, that recent? You look at, yeah, you look at the Diane, I don't know how you say his name, Diane goal, the very first goal, West Brom against Southampton. And they, they, there's, a, there's two players, one behind the other, and they give offside to the guy that's nowhere near the ball and all the pundits are going. That was like, it's not even like a fingertip offside. It was, he was onside. Yeah, but they go. But How, I don't think that would have happened had it been a bigger team. But there again, here's my 
chip on the shoulder growing <laughs> nicely. How have you found VAR to be generally going against West Brom since it's come in, or have you got away with a few as well? Do you think? No, I think it's really, really gone against us. Again, I think it goes against smaller teams because you've still got the human element in it. So as much as you can watch it over again, you're still going to have somebody go, that, that's the decision. I mean, when we played Man U, we had a penalty disallowed through VAR. They got a penalty given through VAR, which was almost identical. Then they missed it. And then the, the referee said, take it again. Oh, yeah. I could go on for hours. You know what? I'm getting proper royalty. Good. That's what we want. Exactly. We feed on your <laughs> hatred. Oh, that makes us sound a bit weird, James. But yeah. Well, what about the next? What about the next one, Karen? Um. Well, the next one. I'm going to not call it a next one. I'm going to call it a season. A whole which, season. A whole season, right? Which was okay. the 2003 season when we were relegated. Now, I don't know if you know about West Brom, but I know some fans do do this, but I think it was probably started amongst West Brom fans, how they do the fancy dress last day of the season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, do lots of different themes. I don't know how, I don't know who puts the memo out and how all the fans know what to turn up in. Um, There was one season where West Brom voted the most unfashionable fans right so last day of the season everybody go everybody dressed up in like top hat and tails and ball (laughs) gowns so they're all like in the stands in like you know all these women in gowns and men like in like we still we still only came seventh best dressed (laughs) even though we got dressed up but um the ones the season I'm talking about um, was 2006 when we got relegated. We didn't have one penalty given for us the whole season. So um, all the fans decided they were going to dress up, dress up as referees. So the whole of the Albion fans are dressed as referees, and Bob Taylor, who was one of our, we used to call him Super Bob. Even he was on subs bench dressed in a referee's outfit. <laughs> Brilliant. But as you can imagine, there's lots of referees in the game. Some with whistles. It <laughs> caused absolute mayhem on the pitch because every time somebody blows the whistle, you see these players go, what's, what's, that? what's going on? What's going on? Brilliant. Yeah. So that's one thing I do love about Albion fans. There seems to be this like sense of humour that, uh, yeah, that... Uh, don't think we take ourselves too seriously, although we obviously do. But there's that brilliant sense of humour that I love about the Albion fans. Mm. Just got, on that season, were there any that you can remember that were just absolute stonewallers that you were denied? <sighs> um, no, you know what? I can't really uh, going back. I, I think, but I'm just like it. Just seemed to be a season of. I think it's one of those seasons where you go, oh, that's another, oh, that was a penalty. Oh, that was a penalty. And then when you look back at the whole season, everybody's like, hang on, we haven't, we haven't had any penalties. And I suppose you could argue, oh, yeah, but you're not a good enough, you know, that, that oh, you're not a good enough team. It's like at the moment, everybody's raving about what a brilliant goalie Sam Johnston is. Well, West Brom fans are. But then other people are going, well, 
you've got so many, he's had to save so many that it's going to make him look better than he, he actually is. Yeah. But then I just think, well, it's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, because we do really, really well. If we do well, it's always another reason. Um, and that's something as well when you watch Match of the Day. It's never, if we play well, I think we, a couple of years ago we played Arsenal and we won, was it 3-1? I think it was 3-1 and um much of the day it's not like it's not like oh how well West Brom played it was how bad Arsenal played and that's really annoying and I think Alan Shearer was like he just he just went, hang on can we just acknowledge how well West Brom played rather than hammering you know what I mean and it's always that yeah bias. you always get that it's narrative always- the sort of narrative that's led to this whole Super League thing, really, isn't it? Because it's yeah. all through the lens. The broadcasters who are complaining about it have made the money off of giving all the attention to the bigger clubs, don't they? And everyone, yeah. you know, if, if West Brom turn up and have a good game, it is always an afterthought. They're like, well, hang on, let's just give some credit to West Brom for the last 20 seconds of this segment where they've just yeah. slacked off United or Spurs or Arsenal, whoever. So, yeah, I fully, I fully get that. Yeah, no penalties in a season is is harsh. Yeah, unusual as mm. well, right? Because you, yeah, all the teams were all kind of doing attacking play, people running into the box, and just is very unusual. There was no, not one occasion. Yeah. Where you know. But then, but then again, it, it is the bias, isn't it? Is the bias of the referees? Um, wasn't there a statistic a few years ago when Ferguson was there at Man U that the ratio of penalties given? was like 20 to 1 towards Man- Manchester United. Yeah, I think it's might... still going on, I think. Yeah. I mean, Bruno <laughs> yeah. Fernandes constantly getting penalties for things. It's just, uh, it's unbelievable. Well, it's definitely, it's definitely a specific that I've heard. I mean, obviously, Fergie time didn't come from nowhere, did it? You know? Yeah, yeah this, is, this is by the by, but I think they, they need to change the penalty rule. There's too many penalties given for things where a goal was never even going to be scored in that moment. I think they should bring back free kicks inside the box unless it's a goal-scoring opportunity. Like a ball hitting your hand on the far right-hand side of the penalty area from a cross it means that a team gets a free shot on goal from 12 yards in a game where yeah. you get like a few goals a game. Mm. Seems a bit stupid when you think about it. Um, I've just got nothing to do with West Brom, but I'm just, just mm-hmm. ranting because it's... Well, it is, though, because I think we... <laughs> We've had a few things where, where it's literally hit somebody's hand, but you can see them trying to move it away from, and then the penalty's gone the other way. I think that's what happened with us against Manu, actually. It was, um, it was like they gave it as a handball, but the ex- exact thing happened to the Man United player, but it wasn't given. Well, it was given, and ours wasn't. Vice versa. Anyway. Yeah, yeah it is. Bloody Man U, eh, yeah. Jamie? Um, can't stand them <laughs> so I, I know you've not brought this up but I'm going to bring it up for you so my apologies if this is upsetting but West Brom are a club that have been relegated a lot in the time that yes. I've enjoyed football we were known as the yo-yo team yeah, yeah. Mm. you're a bit of a yo-yo club so I mean the first relegation for the Premier League must have hurt a lot the second one probably hurt a lot but at this point is it kind of part of the fabric of being a West Brom fan now do you like as soon as you go up you're almost like well or do you still dream that they might find the formula that some of the other clubs like the, I guess, what, the Southamptons of the world or Wolves Wolves have done where you become... Thank you. Thank you major. for mentioning Wolves. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I have to say, sorry, Karen, my dad's a Wolves fan, so he wouldn't forgive me if I... Ah, uh, the truth's out now. Least, here we go. Yeah, sorry. No, here we go. 
You're half dingle then, is that what you're trying to tell me? I, I couldn't possibly comment on that. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, yeah, I suppose you do get hardened to going up and going down. Um, uh, but, I mean, I got excited when we had Roy Hodgson as manager because he was brought in and um, really did well for the team and not even to the point where he, they, he didn't bring extra players in, but he managed to organise the team. And I think he's not given as much credit as he should have been. I think when he went to, I don't think he was good for England because I don't think he's good at dealing with really big egos. And I think there were too many egos that, um, you know, also that's why he wasn't so good at Liverpool because he was dealing with the egos, but he was great for us. And I was gutted when he went to, to England as a manager because he literally took us from, you know, I think we were eighth or ninth in the table which for us was like great but there again it's like hard because I've, I've been a footballer for, a footballer for that. I've been a football fan for so long I remember what West Brom was like so it's not like I mean in the 70s we were like such a massive team um and um I was talking to another friend of mine actually because we were talking about this views on Ron Atkinson because he was with us and then he left and went to Man United now I blame Ron Atkinson for the demise of Albion. Like, I can't stand the man because he left Man United and he took um, he took Brian Robson and Remy Moses with him, and then other players went and stuff. And that was the heart of our team. Um, but it's it's really hard when you're a fan because obviously I'm always going to be a fan of West Brom. I'm always going to, and it is it's it's horrible when I mean I've got nephews who like my brothers have brought them up as West Brom fans and you can see them wanting to support a team that's in the premiership or is winning mm. and uh my youngest nephews I've got nephews who are 23 and uh, they're twins and they're hilarious because they went through a phase of supporting Arsenal and they've seen the light and they're now they're back in, <laughs> they're back they've seen the light they're back in the West Brom fold thank god yeah, they're uh, yeah. They're, we 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 took them. We had an intervention, basically, <laughs> family <laughs> intervention. Brilliant. But yeah, no. It and, but now I do. It is a bit inevitable. And I mean, as, as I think you know, I go with um, I go with Adrian Childs, and he's um, <laughs> he's so miserable. <laughs> he's so. He's, he's he's really funny, but it'll be like we could be. We, we were playing. I think it was QPR. Last season, the season before, and we were we were we were winning like four one, and I went, "You happy now?" And he went, "Not yet, not yet." Five one, are you happy yet? Just another one, just another one, six one, <laughs> and then it gets to injury time. And when it gets to injury time, he always gets his phone out and he puts his timer on and he watches it count down and he religiously watches it. And I'm like, "We're winning seven one. We're not going to lose now." And he's still, <laughs> you know, the pessimist. Um, I mean, I, I I was sat next to him um, in um, we were playing Chelsea, no, not Chelsea, Man City, and um, he'd bought a pie as we got into the match. He was sat next to me, and he turns around to me halfway through the first half. He goes, "Oh fucking hell!" He said, "We're three nil down. My pie's still hot." <laughs> 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 so, but yeah, it's it's. Yeah, I just, I mean, I'm, obviously, I think it's it's going to go down now. Um, I can't, it's too little, too late. I just, 
but you just get despondent. I mean, also as well though, and I can ask this because if you support teams that have not been relegated, do you still have that joy? Of I mean, of all what? right, maybe Arsenal, maybe Arsenal and Spurs aren't good examples at the moment because they're not as great, as good as they were, or they're not doing as well. Mm. But I mean that that survival, the great escape. Um, there is no feeling like that. That 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 day, that Sunday when we were bottom of the table, and then we survived on the very last match. I mean, there was the euphoria. I've watched that clip so many times, of like and like all the t- you know all the all the all the you know invading the pitch, and um, the Portsmouth fans had all bought because they'd all bought West Brom shirts from the shop because if the, if we stayed up, Southampton would go down. <laughs> So they all went to the West Brom shop, right? You've never been to a match where all four corners of the ground are supporting the same team. I love the that. That's, that's, I love the pettiness of yeah. football fans sometimes. Yeah. The Portsmouth fans were, yeah. And they were singing, let, let them score. They were singing to their own team, <laughs> let them score. And when we scored, they celebrated with us. It was just, just the best feeling ever. So... I think I think I'd probably do the same if if it was if we were playing someone and we Arsenal were about to go down. Or... <laughs> you'd wear you'd put on an Arsenal shirt, would you, James? No, no, not an Arsenal. Because oh, I've got I'd one on, here. If you'd want to, I'd put the, the shirt of whoever you were we were playing. I we were playing against. I think that was how that story. Yeah, was. yeah, that's uh, that's brilliant. Oh, that's 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 getting dangerously into the realms of the good times, Karen. So I'm going to have to take you. Oh, off sorry. That topic. Oh, sorry. So yeah. I mean, you're going to drag me back. Yeah, we've we've got a few minutes left. So I don't there's any others. I've, I've, I'm in that Facebook group you mentioned earlier, the old comedians without pricks. Um, they yeah. let me in, even though it says there's no pricks in yeah, it. Somehow I, I snuck through. Um, I'll, I'll let them know. And you're quite There are a few there. pricks in there, aren't there? I'm, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know you're active in there and, and you're always on your soapbox. But I mean, we'll kind of hand you the next few minutes to so just anything anything unjust or crap that's happened to West Brom either this season or you know in the um, 80s well, the 90s I have to mention no I do have to mention one of our biggest rivals Villa who I hate with a passion um and um it's we played obviously how can I not mention the playoffs uh it was to actually get them in the playoffs because it's a derby, but it's, I mean, everybody thinks we hate Wolves, but I think historically West Brom hate Villa fans, hate Villa more than we hate Wolves. And um, to get them in the actual playoff playoffs was just, just awful. And um, they, when they sent off Dwight Gale at the end of the first match, um, so many people have said that the ref reached into his card to pull out the red card and by mistake pulled out his Villa season ticket. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was um, yeah. And I, I, I took, I went to um, watch an, another game against Villa and I'd gone with Adrian and he'd got Gordon Strachan with him and he introduced me to Gordon and... Um, he was saying to me, oh, Karen's dad, my dad passed away by then. He said, Karen's dad absolutely 
hated Villa. And I said, yeah. And I'd got, I, I don't know why, but because it was against Villa, I'd taken some of my dad's ashes with me uh, to the match. And I thought, I'll take him to the match. He'll enjoy it. And I, I actually turned around to go to Strack and I said, yeah, I said, I've actually, so he's passed away now. I said, I've got some, some of my ashes with him. I thought it brought him to the match. And then at half time, Gordon Strachan leans over, taps me on the shoulder. He said, if I were you, love, he said, I'd throw him on. He might score a goal. <laughs> 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 so, um, so, yeah, that is, we've got them coming up soon as well. So that's another derby to look forward to or not. Yeah, they're quite good now as well, aren't they? That's annoying. Annoyingly. Oh, well, that was the stupid thing that Sam Allardyce said. Right when we he first took over and all the fans hated him, which some of us still do, he said, if we had Jack Grealish, we'd stay up. <laughs> yeah. So he secretly well, we wants to be Villa manager then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't have him. So what are you going to do about it, mate? Yeah, crazy stuff. Deary me, deary me. Well, I think, I mean, you've given us a lot there, Karen. That's been really fun. And really oh, well, nice, thank you. You know what? Nice it's been, I'm really, like, hyped up now. I'm, like, proper... <laughs> it's been Ready great, isn't it? And I was just, like, going through different moments. And I was thinking, oh, my God. I'm going to... I've got so much adrenaline now. I'm going to have to go and watch the DVD of when we actually win something so I can get it out of my system. Yeah. I mean, as, as a Spurs fan, I started this uh, with Jamie because I was, like, there's... I'm just fed up like this, this whole Spursy thing. No one's had it worse than us. But I think I'm still of that opinion just in terms of random things happening. But we, we've spoken to, stop laughing, Jamie. We've spoken to a lot of, of fans of clubs who, who, you know, really had it bad big time from relegations to going out of business. And it always puts things in perspective for me. Absolutely. And this definitely has because yeah. well, supporting West Brom can't be easy sometimes. Yeah, but you see, West Brom as well has been a bit of your bogus side though, hasn't it? Well, I wasn't going to mention think- it. But, but we yeah. should. It has. Well, because didn't we, the whole Leicester winning, we drew against you, didn't we? And we helped Leicester win the title. You're triggering me now, Karen, Love talking it. about that. Yeah, that was the game oh, I think sorry, that Ali got sent off for punching one of your players in the stomach off the ball. But yeah, West Brom are one of those. T- okay, you've got me on it now. So West Brom are Come one on. of those. I was trying to be respectful. <laughs> West Brom are one of those teams <laughs> for us where it's like they seem to only exist to draw one all with us when we really need a win. <laughs> Absolutely, and it's always yeah. one all. It's always one. Yep. Occasionally we might even lose. I, I, I think once or twice we've, we've actually beaten you well, but it's always home or away, no matter what form you're in. Yeah. One all West Brom. And for me, I really want you to go down because I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Wow, and I know there's James. West Brom fans. Oh, I'm not going to apologise. You should. But you should take Karen pride in that. Has taken time out of. Oh, a... do you notice though? Oh. Do you notice that you say that right at the bloody end? Yeah, so I can't right. Slam off. I can't but, do leave meeting. Karen, exactly. I think I think you'll find that you brought up Tottenham's record against West Brom, not me. So that's your fault. Yeah. Well, I'm no, I, no, I... apologising for it, but now. <laughs> If you're a West Brom fan listening to this, or you, Karen, you should feel happy that you've triggered this supporter of Namby Pamby Super League London club Tottenham Hotspur so much that we even care that we, we want. But yeah, we just for some reason we just we just don't like West Brom because we can't beat you. It's not anything to do, you know. You're oh no, no, it's it, it it because the scene. It's pathetic. Yeah. I, I fully admit it's pathetic, but we don't like yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> And you know what? We're normally West Brom is one of those clubs that everybody goes, "Oh, you're my second favourite." Oh, we all everybody likes West Brom, and now it's all out now, isn't it? Karen, Karen, fuck West Brom. That's what oh, I'm saying. Shit. 
Wow. Well, if that's I'm going to get my podcast, I think that's <laughs> that is really, isn't it? Yeah. Hang on. I'm trying to make you feel better. Is um, that the stop. reason you asked me to come on? Is that the only yes. reason? Just so you yeah, I'm so sorry, Karen. Off at the end. It was a trap. It was a trap. I'm, this doesn't even go out. It's just for my own personal yeah, enjoyment. Yeah, we stopped recording a little yeah. while ago. Huh? Not, this isn't even a thing. Um, yeah. Okay, before before we go, so, yeah, you obviously comedy's been a bit quiet recently, but where, where can listeners go to hear some of your material or even as things start to open up? catch you or are you doing any online shows are you on twitter just give yourself a bit of a plug yeah i um i've done well, what am i doing i um yes i've got a, a website cameron bailey comedian which i will update because i've only just done it really um yeah i've got loads of gigs coming up around the uk um so people can see me uh doing that uh, i've also written a children's book which has got football in it it's about dogs that talk and also play football so that's being developed into a TV programme. So hopefully something will come of that. Um, so yes, I'll be rounding about. But yes, I'm on Twitter, Karen Bailey. On Facebook page, uh, Karen Bailey, B-A-Y-L-E-Y. And uh, you'll probably see me crying at the Hawthorns very soon. <laughs> Here's hoping, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're started. Jesus. Sorry, I thought, well, yeah. it's uh, Yes, sorry, Karen. No, we wish West Brom the best of luck Absolutely. in their, in their, <laughs> fight, <laughs> their, their fight against Big Sam. Yeah. Um, well, I shall look out for you on the, the, the comedian talk about Prick's forum, and then I will, unlike, or I will not like any of your comments. So there you go. You wouldn't be the first. No. Thanks Karen, very much. Thanks for your very time. much. Oh, thank you. I really enjoyed it, lads. Thanks so much. It's Always Us is hosted and produced by James Regal and Jamie McDonald. This funky theme music was written and performed by Morrison Marr, a.k.a. Moss Tones, on SoundCloud. If you've got any comments for the show or just want to share the pain supporting your team, you can find us on Twitter at It's Always Us Pod or email us at It's Always Us Pod at gmail.com. And of course, please support us by subscribing to the podcast and leaving us a rating and review. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Thank you.